My name is Ben Lafort, and I am the host of the Making of a Millionaire podcast, where each episode we are going to be discussing a new personal finance concept, and I'm going to discuss how that concept can help improve your life. So if you're ready to get going, let's start the show. Okay, welcome to the Making of a Millionaire podcast. In today's episode, I want to make things a little simpler. Uh, personal finance, managing money, there's a, there's a lot to it, and it can get pretty complicated. And at times, I think it can get overcomplicated. Because at the end of the day, I think the solution to any personal finance problem can be solved by doing one or both of the following. Making more money or saving slash investing more money. Whatever financial problem you're facing, there's a very good chance that a combination of those two things is going to solve it. And I actually refer to these two things as the two levers of financial independence. Because the most important thing to achieving financial independence is your savings rate. There is nothing more important. If your goal is to one day have enough financial wealth where you're going to be able to sustain your living expenses based off purely your financial wealth, then your savings rate is the most important factor. The higher your savings rate, the faster you're going to reach financial independence. The lower your savings rate, the longer it's going to take. Because your savings rate is just simply a matter of how much of your current income are you currently saving? And there can be people that make a lot of money but don't have a high savings rate because they suffer from lifestyle inflation. As their income increases, so do their expenses, right? You get a promotion and next thing you know, you have a bigger house and you have a new car maybe and maybe you're going on fancier vacations. It's very easy to slip into uh, lifestyle inflation. On, on the flip side, a lot of people who who can't who struggle to save money simply aren't making enough money. There's a lot of people who are living in high costs of living areas that just simply aren't making enough money to be able to pay for life and achieve a high savings rate at the same time. There's only so much you can uh, cut in terms of savings. So at the end of the day, if you're in a low income bracket, the easiest way to save is going to be through through making more money. So it's the combination of these two things is how you're going to supercharge your savings. So let's break it down. There are only two ways to increase your savings rate. The first is from making more money and maintaining your current lifestyle. So increasing your income, but keeping your living expenses constant. And the second is to save more of the money you're already making. So maintaining your current level of income, but finding places to cut. Those are the two uh, levers of financial independence. So let's kind of break them down uh, individually. Let's start with pulling the income lever, because I think this is an easier avenue for a lot of people. Having talked to a lot of people about managing money and personal finance, I found that people tend to get more excited about the prospect of making more money than cutting back their spending, uh, which makes sense because, you know, spending money... Um, is more fun than not spending money, right? Even if it's on stuff you don't really need, uh, all else being equal, um, 
you know, spending money makes life easier. And if something is easier, that's usually some, what people are, are drawn to. Not that making more money is, is easier. It's going to be hard too. But I, I find people are more willing to make the sacrifice of time uh, that it takes to make more money than they are to um, make the sacrifice of lifestyle that is required to save more of the money that you already have. So let's run through a little example here of pulling the income lever. Um, because this is, again, also where a lot of people just need to start. If you're a low-income uh, individual, you're probably not spending a whole lot of money anyway. So your your biggest problem um, in life is probably that you don't have enough money. So it's a great place to start. Let's say uh, you rent an apartment and keep the numbers simple. Let's say it costs $1,500 per month. And let's say you have a $300 per month car loan. And you spend $400 per month on groceries. That is a total of 2,200 bucks that's spent on your big three living expenses of housing, transportation, and food. If you're someone who makes 50 grand a year, your monthly take-home pay will probably be around 3,400 bucks. So you're spending two-thirds of your take-home pay on the big three expenses. Now, right off the bat, it's going to be impossible to achieve an ultra high savings rate if two thirds of your take home pay are already gone before you even get to non-essential spendings. But if you make $100,000 per year, so if you were to double your income, your monthly income, your monthly take home pay would be around 6,200 bucks. And that drops your, um, the amount that your big three expenses are, are covering to just over a third, right? So now, um, instead of spending two-thirds of your income on the big three, you're only spending one-third on, on the big three. So that opens up 33% of your budget that can go tr directly to savings. So if you were saving 10% of your income while making 50 grand a year, by doubling your income, you're now able to push that up to 44% right off the bat before making any changes to your lifestyle. So to simplify the idea, the obvious conclusion that making more money allows you to very easily increase your savings rate. The caveat being that you can't simply, you actually have to have a plan to what you're going to do with the new money. Because you again, you want to avoid the temptation of lifestyle inflation. Remember, if you double your income and you double your living expenses, you're not going to be saving a whole lot more money. So the key here on pulling that income lever is to increase your income, but really focus on maintaining your current lifestyle and not spending more money than you did before you started making more money. So ideas to make more money, and we're going to jump into all these into uh, in, in future episodes of the podcast. Pick up a side hustle. Number one, uh, I'm going to be talking about side hustles all of the time because it is the one factor that has transformed my financial life. A side hustle, I think, is the best way to pull the income lever for the very simple reason that a side hustle is separate from your paycheck, which means from a psychological perspective, it's easier to look at that money as separate than if you were just to, your paycheck were to double. Um, that's when people seem to fall into the lifestyle inflation trap is is when your single paycheck it increases uh, along with it increases your your spending it's like kind of a natural pull but when you have a pot of income or a stream of income 
that's separate from your day job, it's easier to look at that money as separate and easier to just completely save all of that money. I now am able to save 83% of my income because my day job covers all of my living expenses and my side hustle is basically uh, more than the take-home pay for my day job at this point and I save every single penny. I invest it and I save it um, and that's allowed me to achieve a very high savings rate. Number two, ask your boss for a raise or a promotion. Um, Upgrade your skills. Look for a higher paying job, right? Uh, the job you're in today doesn't mean it needs to be the job or the company you're with for the rest of your life. If you want to switch careers, you can switch to a higher paying career. Just start looking at what skills and, re and research what's required to get into your dream job that, that pays more money and start a plan working towards that. Uh, finally, you can start a business, and, and I kind of intertwine that with a side hustle because a lot of different side hustles could be a type of business, a side business. So those are the four basic ways to pull the income lever. Side hustles, looking for a raise, getting more money per hour at the job you're already working, or perhaps working overtime if that's an option for you, uh, looking for a higher paying job, and starting a business. Okay, now let's move on to the saving, uh, pulling the saving lever, um, because this is something that, uh, although it maybe not be as attractive and it might require more sacrifice to your lifestyle, it does have a significant advantage over the um, income lever in the fact that it takes a long time. Whatever method you're going to pull for the income lever, whether it's a side hustle or uh, working for a promotion or, or, or what have you, it's not gonna be able, it, for most cases, it's not gonna be immediate. It's gonna take you a little while to implement that plan to start earning more money. It's not like you can sit down for an afternoon and decide I'm gonna make an extra $1,000 per month and have that happen immediately. Whereas uh, pulling the savings lever, you actually can do that in some circumstances depending on, on your living expenses and, and how frugal you're willing to get. So if someone is, is smart and clever and willing to sacrifice enough, they can achieve a high savings rate, uh, work towards financial independence, even if they don't have a really high income. So let's return to that example where we have somebody making 50 grand a year and they were spending two thirds of their take home pay on the big three expenses. The problem is that that doesn't leave much money to save. With a frugal mindset and a willingness to make sacrifices, their numbers can look a lot better. So rather than renting, um, living alone in a $1,500 per month apartment, maybe they could get a roommate and cut the housing costs down to $750. If they trade in their car payment and uh, their car and the car payment of $300 per month um, for say a $50 uh, transit pass, if you live in a city, uh, that could reduce your transportation costs dramatically. Um, being a little bit more frugal on food choices, not going out to restaurants as much. That could shave money off the grocery bill. Um, so all of these things, it is actually possible to have the same impact of pulling the income lever as it is of, of um, when you're pulling the savings lever. So at the end of the day, remember, there's, there's more than one way to do this. You can cut your expenses and redirect those, what you were spending on, on say housing, if you're getting a roommate, or transportation, if you're trading in your car for a bus pass, you can automate 
what you were spending on those items towards saving and investing or paying off debt or whatever it is that will work towards a financial goal. Whatever you do, whether you're pulling the savings lever or you're pulling the income lever, the most important thing is that you have a clear financial goal for what you're going to do with that additional money. Just saving money and, and putting it in a, a checking account is, is fine, but if you want to supercharge your finances, have a financial goal for why you are doing this in the first place. And that brings us back to the first episode of, of the podcast when we're talking about our why. Why is it important for us to to work towards financial freedom, take control of our finances. And really, when you're going to cut these expenses or you're going to look to make more income, have a clear goal. If you're deep in debt, then pulling the savings lever and the income lever at the same time is a great way to get out of debt. When I was 50 grand in debt, I was able to increase my income um, after graduate school, but I kept living like a student after graduate school. That allowed me to supercharge my savings and clear my debt quickly. After I cleared my debt, I had a new financial goal, which was to buy a house. So I quickly saved up for the down payment. Once I was in the house, my primary goal was to diversify my assets, right? Because too much of my, my net worth was tied up in my house. And I wanted to move it towards more into actual investments. So I started maxing out my retirement accounts. Once those were maxed out, I started um, then investing in a taxable account through low-cost index funds. The point is, don't if you're going to stick with it for the long haul in terms of cutting expenses or um, going out and making more money, both of those have a cost to pay. Going out to make more money... There's a cost that's going to actually cost you a lot of time and effort to go do that. If you're going to cut your lifestyle, that is painful. That has a cost as well. And if you're going to stick with these things for the long term, which is what is required, this can't be just for a month or two or three. If you're going to make uh, financial independence and financial freedom a realistic path for you, you have to stick with this stuff for the long term. And that means having actual goals for what you're going to do with the money because otherwise it's so easy to fall back into our old way of of doing things right if we don't have a solid game plan for what we're going to do with the money we might be really motivated in january uh, but by the time march or april comes that motivation might have gone out the window if we don't have a clear plan for what we're going to do with the money so the final thing i'll leave you with guys is that Whatever budget problem you're having, if you're struggling to balance your budget or you have a financial goal you've been struggling to meet, let's not overcomplicate things. Sometimes personal finance can be really simple. If you want to achieve a financial goal and you're struggling to get there, odds are to reach that goal, you can do one of two things. Cut your spending or find ways to increase your income. And if you're really motivated to hit that goal, you can try to do both at the same time. Anyway, that's going to do it for me today, guys. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, share it with a friend that you think will benefit from this information. And I will talk to you guys again next time. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered financial or legal advice. 
Not all information will be accurate. Consult a financial professional before making any major financial decisions.